Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 474 of the JV Club. I am slipping into your boys of summer to put up this episode with Michaela Jill Murphy, who many of you know as the voice of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender. We are going to be hanging together next month um, down at Lancaster to do a pop and comic signing, and it just felt like too good of an opportunity not to throw in her episode. Episode and the delightful, brilliant woman that she is. Um, I think it'll be a fun summer lady. So give her a listen. And if you're interested, we will be at Bases, Cards, and Comics. And that is July 17th. July 17th, and that's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's going to be vendors, giveaways, music, food, drinks. It's going to be super fun. That's bases like running the bases, B-A-S-E-S, bases, cards, and comics in Lancaster. It's also um, out there on social media if you give it a Google. So hope to see some of you there, and please enjoy the phenomenal. And listen, I don't want anybody to be disappointed if they're hoping to get a little little sense of the actress who plays Toph and whether they have anything in common, I think you'll be very happy with this episode. Let me just say, I've recently discovered eyebrow gel. <laughs> it does a lot of good. Yeah. For a blonde, yeah. it just really helps with a boost. Yep. Um, tinted, tinted I eyebrow like gel. It's a game changer. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's a thickener. I use one called Boy yep, Brow. Because uh, I can use it. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know. <laughs> it's a game changer. I And I look at so many pictures of myself from years past. And um, like, especially when I was a kid. I mean, I just feel like you can't see that I have eyebrows yep. at all. And... I didn't have the understanding of like, because there wasn't a good way that you could draw, like that you could help make your eyebrows look like good on camera. But then in person, if they look good on camera, that meant that they would look horrendous in like in person. Yeah. Yeah. But now I dance show. Like I I remember dance concerts like that was I was used to that level of makeup. And I was like, well, I'm not wearing this every day. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the rosy cheeks of like, yeah, dance shows are, and yeah, for sure, it's like, okay, we need to be able to see your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, everything, bright, eyelinered everywhere. Yeah, very (laughs) bright. Was it, uh, was it ballet specifically, or was it a combo of a bunch of different stuff? Oh, it was. I mean, all sorts of things. I, I was part of a like singing and dancing troupe. Funnily enough, at uh, Celebrity Center. Um, part of part of Scientology for like a hot second. Okay. Yeah, I, they had like a hang on. Things just got it went a different direction than I expected. <laughs> well, no, they had like a kids group <laughs> that went around to schools and like in parades and stuff about like staying in school, don't do drugs, like be nice to each other, whatever, yeah. which was actually very positive. And it was like free. Like you went and there was like sure. singing, dancing, like little skits. So it was just like a why not? My mom was like, yes do that yeah um so yeah that was like a combination of just random jazz and attempted hip-hop and then i i was doing ballet briefly uh i made it up to to like pre-point classes and got my first yeah. pair of point shoes but then i was like hmm i don't think i'm gonna do this for real for real so i think yeah i think this is it for me <laughs> but i yeah, could have been i couldn't mean i couldn't uh, have. I, you could have been. I could. I couldn't. I really like I it. I feel like I still walk around very ballet esque, and people are like, "I love it." I do mean, you do ballet? I was like, "No, but thank you." <laughs> <laughs> you do. You're very live. Uh, you definitely have a dancer's right. Figure. Yeah, whatever that um, means. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that means. But uh, but yeah, no, I definitely. I mean, I loved dance, and I loved those moments where I would sort of feel like I transcended something, which I feel in music a lot, um, but not necessarily in my physical body doing stuff. And those moments where I felt like I would come close to that in a way that I felt like I saw a lot of my friends really achieving and enjoying on a regular basis, it was so tantalizing. It was like, oh, when you really do feel like you're just kind of floating and your body feels totally free Mm -hmm. and part of what's supposed to be happening, but I just couldn't. That was not something I could like hold on to. It just wasn't working out for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I mean, it's very intense. the The walking on your toes part was obviously very intense uh, for the for the point part. But 
I don't know. It felt like I wanted to do something with my voice more. Like when I was dancing, I would want to like also be singing, hence musical theater. Ha <laughs> ha. But yes. yeah, that it kind of morphed into that. And also above everything else, I felt like I was a better actor than I was like an amazing singer, an amazing dancer. Like I feel like I'm an actress who sings and dances, you know, how you have to like pick mm-hmm. your, Couldn't you know, more with that. I'm not saying that, but, yet, yes. but I feel exactly <laughs> the same way. 100%. So it got to a point where I was, cause I would hear like these incredible singers and I'm like, I have a good voice, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, drop what you're doing and listen to this person sing. <laughs> right. So if I'm not going to be like the right. best at it, I was like, okay, well then what am I better at? <laughs> and that, that yeah. I can focus on more because then I can just use the others as like supplements. Um, Absolutely. Which, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of what it ended up being and how I still feel uh, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, the singing has gotten a a little bit better. Um, The dancing is probably still kind of the same place because I haven't been doing it very much recently. So, yeah. Those are all things that take up so So much much, time, don't they? I mean, to sort of stay good at and it's it's tough. It's tough to find those hours. The older you get, the more it feels like there's just so many things that kind of Mm -hmm. come at you that, you know, end up being time consuming. And I look back and go, God, I did have, I guess I had more time as a kid that I could have used for that stuff. And for sure, I was like going to TGI Fridays and eating soup, (laughs) you know, like Sundays. Uh, well, you know that broccoli cheese soup. It's not healthy no, no, soup. No, it's yeah. you're just basically liquid cheese with like yes. a little broccoli. My, in it, yeah, you that know? was from from Subway. I remember the same, a very similar broccoli cheddar soup being like, oh man, this is just my my crux. This is my weakness oh, as a child. For sure, so bad for you, but so good. Oh my god. When was the last time you had broccoli cheddar oh, soup from a the, long, the long time? <laughs> um, it Honestly, I mean, it's probably been at least three years because I don't think I had it at all during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you weren't seeking no, it out. During no, um, it might have been when I was like visiting grandparents in like southern Indiana. Mm. And we went to like there's this place mm-hmm. called Roadhouse USA. That's very TGI Fridays-y. So it might have been somewhere Sounds like it. that. Honestly, yeah, like four years ago, three years ago, something like that. Um, I try to be pretty yeah. healthy now. I don't, it's, it's, yeah, my house is kind of boring. Uh, if you come look, you're like, you have food here? And I'm like, it's there, I promise. I eat these things. And they're like, it's four things. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like a vegan person uh, whenever I buy groceries. Because yeah. then you go out to eat, you can't really control it as much. So I'm like, eh, I'll just be, That's a really I'll be healthy point. when I buy it at the grocery store. And then I can like, let myself have pasta and the bread uh, whenever <laughs> I'm out at a restaurant. Yeah. No, I think that's a really that's a that's a very good sort of like arrangement to make with yourself. It works. Um, it's totally it, it totally makes sense. Now, for people who don't know, you mentioned Louisiana. Um, is that where you're from? Oh, is that just where your grandparents yes. live? So, uh, Southern Indiana, similar Annas, lots of Annas, I'm sorry, Montana, Louisiana. Louisiana, whatever. Absolutely, all of the her. Annas. Um, I yes, I'm from Southern Indiana, a little town called Scottsburg. It's 20 minutes north of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I have literally my entire family on that side of the country. And my mom and I are the only ones that went west. Woohoo! So um, everybody else is still there. Uh, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, all that jazz. Um, and my yeah. mom and I came out to Los Angeles in 1998. And I remember, yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the on our discussion on um, Braving the Elements. But I was like, I want to expand all of this and talk about it on my other podcast. Yeah, it was. it's a good time. Um, you know, it's been interesting getting older, dealing with the super conservative Christian family members in the Midwest, uh, just because mm. I feel like I'm growing into such a different entity human than anybody in my family like has really even Mm. experienced not in like even a judgmental way just like everybody stayed home you know maybe they went away for college maybe not uh and then they just stayed so that's just been kind of interesting to deal with do you feel like there's are you fighting against an excellent fighting sounds so aggressive but like are you are they placing assumptions about what life in LA is like as well like on top of that where there where there is a sense of like well all you out there because I have some relatives that they like to throw that around a little bit like you know you all you liberals out there in Los Angeles doing all this crazy stuff I don't even know how you're you know and you're like I mean <laughs> yes and no I is that, I don't liberals. think you're, you're imagining something that may be the extreme version of yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no there, there is some of that going on um I think it was interesting growing up because they definitely were like oh she 
took our granddaughter and ran away and is living in in Hollywood, <laughs> sinning. I don't know. Uh, it's and it's not not that at all. Yeah. She was like, I just like sunshine and I want to act in things yeah. like, you know, uh, and so we were here. But there it's funny. It changed a little bit as soon as I got accepted in to Yale. Mm. Um, once like I got accepted to like a really nice college, they were like, well, maybe <laughs> it's hard to argue with that Ivy League. It's hard maybe to argue with that Ivy right. League. Uh, yeah, but also it's funny because then I'm like, guys, like the, most of the most of the Ivy League. Well, I guess it's pretty split actually. You got a lot of plenty of conservative people, but then you have like the most liberal people who are like enacting change in like the world. So sure. <laughs> we're like in class with you. So I'm like, guys, I'm like learning how to be even more different from you at this institution. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of funny. But as I've gotten older, you know. I feel like my grandparents, they just turned 80. Everybody lives pretty old in my family. My great-grandparents were still alive when I was younger. Mm. They, like, decided to peace out at, like, 98. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, yeah very much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lots of time on this earth. Um, but I, I feel like as I get older, there's, like, extra emphasis on just, like, make sure you're careful with money and, like, you know, how how is this boyfriend feeling? They're really nervous that, like, I'm going to do something that will, like, mess up my future mm. or whatever. And I'm like, you know, just because I'm going longer time without having, like, a stereotypical marriage point or, like, sure. I, I don't have a nine to five. Like, I'm 27. And at this point, everybody's had, like, multiple children. They had their first house. Like, you know, things are different. And I'm like, it doesn't mean that things are going badly. Mm. It actually means things are going well. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. It's the opposite, I promise. Yeah. Um, which, And I think they still have a hard time understanding how somebody can, like, be a successful creative and not be crazy famous mm. like you either have to you know like that's a weird thing especially yes. for friends too like you're like I don't have to be a Kardashian to like live off of being an actor absolutely <laughs> like, and the, yeah the the younger <laughs> the generations go the more like identification comes with kind of the visibility of YouTube or the visibility of of like everybody mm -hmm. can sort of have that presence on yeah. social media and it is funny I mean but even when I first got to LA which was like 15 years ago or something um I learned I had to learn so quickly that I couldn't like tell somebody that like I shot a pilot or that, you know, I had a great meeting with someone or I got a call back. Like none of that meant anything the way no. like <laughs> like, no, what I don't understand. Is it going to be on TV? No. OK, then I then it doesn't yeah. mean anything to me. And yeah. <laughs> and and so it is it's 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 a whole different experience when you're here and you're like. I just want to work and it's yeah. actually like really stressful to be super yeah. famous. Like my friends who are famous that just get followed around by people with their cameras, Creepy. like their phones. Yeah. It's like unnecessary. It just feels so <laughs> weird. And I do so many dumb things. Like I trip on stuff. No. I don't need any of that caught on camera. So no. I'll go no. ahead and leave that. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else could have that. You could have you could be a Kardashian and have a billboard. That's cool. Yep. I would love to just be able to like anonymously wander around and not and not have that. But you're right. It's yep. it's it's definitely a challenge to kind of control the perception. You can't control it, I guess. That's the point. You kind of can't control what other people no. think. But um but and did you study drama at Yale? Like was that or did you kind of were you like I'm switching gears when you went? I yeah, the intention was switching gears initially. I stopped acting right after Avatar. Uh, like professionally for the most part. I maybe did a couple little other things. I was in Cora for like one little flashback yeah. episode, but I like stopped actively auditioning because uh, I was going to be a heart surgeon. So I was like super math and sciencey. And so then when I got to Yale, I was like, I just, I had like a whole mental breakdown kind of for the whole four years. But um, the first year I was just like, I couldn't even go to like science. I think I was just super burnt out yeah. um, from working since I was like five years old. And I was like, wow, I... I'm tired. Uh, sure. And like my high school boyfriend and I broke up. I wasn't expecting that. And then like I actually missed my flight to take me across the country. Like they closed the TSA like security line at midnight. But my flight was at 2 a.m. So tell me where the logic what? is. And I yeah, tell me about uh, it. I was losing my mind because I checked in at like I checked it early because yeah. I wanted to make sure. But it was like 1130. My friends came with me and I was already like a mess and I was going to miss them, whatever. So they're like, why don't we just like sit and talk and just like sure. catch up for a little bit? And you're like, I'm for, at like, the airport, hour, and, so I'm good because yeah, I'm definitely good. here. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, you know, 
12 comes, 12.30 comes, and I'm like, okay, like, I should probably, like, go through. They'll probably start boarding in, like, 30 minutes, whatever. And so I go up, and they're like, this closed at midnight. And I was like, I've been sitting here this whole time, like, literally across from you. Did you not care to tell me that? It was absolutely traumatizing. So I was already broken up with, exhausted, missed a plane, which was weirdly traumatic, and then showed up and had to go on like a freshman bonding hiking trip the day I arrived. Uh, And so I just was kind of thrown into college very messily and just couldn't, I couldn't keep up the standard of my previous self. So I found my way to theater again as kind of a comfort, but the the major actually didn't really do much for me, which is unfortunate. I felt like I really didn't mesh with the community Mm. too well, Um, but I did find screenwriting Mm. and I found film. And that I did click with, and I'm actually pretty good at it. And the reader for my thesis, like, they loved it. My second reader was like, this is one of my favorites I've read in a while. Like, so I was like, that's awesome. Because, like, that kind of was my saving grace among, like, I joined a sorority, which is very, like, but, like, at Yale, it's not the same as, like, USC. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. (laughs) So I found some girlfriends. I was just, like, kind of waddling around. Um, So I ended up doing theater and film, double major in theater and film, concentrations, concentrations in writing. Huh, apparently not English. Right? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, and yeah, so then I was in New York kind of figuring things out, trying to do theater, just sing in a cover band. I was trying to write some songs, just rolling around, trying lots of I mean, things before COVID great, hit. That's the, exactly what I was doing when I was that age. And I yep. am so glad that I just like leaned into the era of Ugh, like mess. during and post college. <laughs> like I obviously have to be in a band. I mean, that yeah, goes without saying. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yes. I love it. 100%. Have to be in a band. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and so, <laughs> so I do remember now that we definitely talked about the heart surgeon uh, thing yes. uh, with Dante. Yeah, I definitely remember talking about that with you uh, on the podcast, and I just blanked on it. Um, it's hard because when you do know someone from the world that you're both a part of, you sort of like have to fit back in the pieces that don't necessarily fit. And you may have had the experience that I had, which was like, I di- also was like, I don't know about I w- going to school. I didn't feel like, that. Yeah. what am I going to major in theater? What? what? I'm not going to make any mm-hmm. money. Like, I'm going to have all the student <laughs> debt for a th- for theater. Come on. I, I love yeah, it. But no. like, come on. <laughs> not I'm not going to become a professor. You know what I mean? And so I did all of this other stuff. But then people that knew me when I was a kid are like, well, of course you live in Hollywood and are an actor. Like, you were always going to do that. And you, you, what, you feel like you want to be like, well, now... There's like this big chunk of me and of the time of me that like that's not that yes. wasn't true. That wasn't true. And yeah. it's not it wasn't a straight line like like you might perceive no. it to be. It was actually like a very crooked, twisty, turny line that took yeah. me back, you know? I feel like a lot of similar things, family members and teachers were just like, oh gosh, yeah, of course you were gonna like be a performer. You were always so great on stage and in the shows and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but also I was in like multivariable calculus and AP bio, like the two are not exclusive. Like yeah. it was happening simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, an interesting, uh, an interesting time because people really do need you to like be defined. It's easier for people to be like, this is my friend and they do this yes. or this is this person well and they do this. Multi-hyphenates are so hard to digest, which I agree. I agree because you're like, oh, I didn't know you also did. I don't know. We're good at improv. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, cool. And you also fix cars uh, and you also like were a part of a touring. You danced as a backup dancer, you know, like sure. you just there's so many things. And so it's hard. It's hard. And it's also hard to market yourself if you're more than one oh, thing. That is That's that true. is very true. Yeah. Do you know yeah. if you're if you're not the go to person for this very specific mm-hmm. like shotgun alley sort yes. of like that's your yes. thing. <laughs> um, it can be hard because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people do face that here. And, I, and it makes me wonder, like, I always try to because I lived, you know, in a world in San Francisco that was, you know, certainly had creativity and creative arts. But I was definitely like in the I felt like I was in the working world and I felt like I was in, you know, a, yeah. the re, the quote unquote real world um, that I that I try to always kind of equate or speculate on like, well, you know, I think that's true. Not just like it's not just happening to us in the jobs that we do. It like also is happening with somebody who is a lawyer, but also plays in a band or, you know what I mean? Like has a beautiful wood shop, but everyone just thinks of them as the pediatrician or whatever. Um, That there's a version of that with all kinds of multi hyphenates, even if the none of the hyphenates involve like 
performing per se. Right. Um, right. So it's, I think, something that like many, many people can relate to. Do you have something now in your world that like, do you do you sort of scratch the itches that you were that that drew you towards wanting to work in medicine um, in ways that feel less exhausting and sort of feel like manageable? Like, are there, you know what I'm saying? Do you have those? Is it like, oh, I love yeah. reading this book or like <laughs> I still get this periodical letting me know what's going on in biochemistry? Well, see, here's the interesting thing that I think I discovered in undergrad was like, I just liked being known of as smart and being known as a good student and known as like an overachiever and like known as somebody who could like, wow, go really far. Um, The actual medicine part, I like surgery, like actively opening something, putting pieces together, slice it open, fix it, whatever. I'm that's what I'm there for. I don't really care about anything else. Hmm. I hate the antibiotics. I hate the pharmaceutical, whatever. I hate the politics. I don't like research particularly hmm. all that much, uh, which is all the majority of it. The The actual surgery part is the smallest uh-huh. part um, of the entire you know thing. So it kind of just became abundantly clear as my surprise best friend in my sorority um, is now going through med school hmm. and she is also getting her... her um, uh, business masters from she's she's so smart uh she's at harvard business school and so she's doing her Amazing. like md phd whatever so she's Ooh. getting her med and business school yeah degrees she's insane so i'm living vicariously through her there you go um, there you go she is going crazy uh-huh. and then i've got like three friends who are like graduated from like super intense law schools and so they're all becoming lawyers and you know it's fun to live vicariously through your super smart friends and then i'm now the like the fun one, like doing voices <laughs> in Los Angeles, like yee while everybody else is like being super smart. Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of funny um, dealing with that because I, I wasn't involved. I wasn't like reading newsletters. I wasn't staying up to date with like the latest whatever. Like I was just trying to be good at classes, trying to impress people, thinking that it was going to connect me to like this cool activity mm. I could do to like make money and help people. Um, and it's just so much bigger than that. Yeah. I mean, in my head, I was like, one day I'll own like a musical hospital. I wanted every single nurse and doctor to like have a set number of songs. Aww. And so like, and if there was like a certain time of day, or if there was a certain type of patient, they would all like have their parts ready to go yeah. and like be able to just like sing and like have it be like a musical, like happy place because like musical therapy is totally a thing. I'm hearing some real Jesse Flower here. I'm hearing some yeah. real that's what my name's going to be as a child actress. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and that's still like a cool idea, but like there's so much more behind that mm. than just, you know doing surgery and then I'll open a hospital, uh, you know, and so it's, it's taken so many different turns, but I feel like I do live vicariously through my friends. And one of my other kind of recently closer friends, I suppose, has kind of blown up on TikTok. He has so many um, supporters, followers, because he is a, a black man in medicine and just talking about the disparities Mm. between like darker skin and lighter skin and how examples are always shown on light skin and how they look totally different and how assumptions just based off of stereotypes like you walk in as like a pregnant black woman and you are totally different different checklist just off of the appearance uh and so he's like going in but in like a super helpful tangible like not accusatory way at all he's just like this is what currently it is in like the, the the handbook um and this is what it actually should be and so people are like wow i never knew this yeah. is so helpful and so it's really cool following him as well because um if you're if you're interested his name is uh joel Bravel. He's, so he's amazing interested. um but he's great and so yeah him and my friend hannah um are like keeping me alive in medicine land and i always joke <laughs> we joke back and forth because I'm like, I'm going to live in your guest house because I'm just going to be making voices like <laughs> on my microphone. Um, and she's like, and I'm going to need you for like medical advice. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to be living in your guest house because you're actually doing something that's fulfilling. And so you're going to get famous and I'm going to burn out and live in your guest house. And I'm like, okay, we'll see who gets there first. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, it's funny. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hello, I'm a stuffy dowager countess. Travis? I'm judging everybody's manners. Oh, no. Schmanners isn't judgy. It's about teaching you to be your best self 
and be a little more confident when you enter social situations that you don't understand, and maybe also teach you a little bit about history you didn't know, or give you interesting things to talk about at parties. Yeah, like The Secret Life of Emily Post. Or like why wristwatches are the way that they are. We can talk about table manners from the Victorian era. Sure, or what it's like to attend a Regency Ball. Yeah. Uh, you can find all that and more if you listen to Schmanners on Maximum Fun or wherever your podcasts come from, I guess. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? How did you learn your interest in that? Was it through like biology in school? Like I definitely enjoyed anatomy and biology and stuff in in high school. Um, but I was also going to a public school where the facilities weren't particularly good. So it was like yeah. we didn't you know, it was like, here's the worm. Here's the worm's yeah. poop. Like here's it wasn't necessarily <laughs> taken to the, the next level to where you were like, wait, right. this is more that's more. There's more to it than this. I was kind of a creepy kid uh, in, in the best way, only in some moments. But like when there was a, a dying bird or if somebody had like hit a squirrel and it was like on its last leg, I would try to like make it comfortable. Mm-hmm. But once it was dead, I would like ask my mom, I'd put on gloves and we had like these extra little knives and I would go and just like figure out like what happened like if they broke their leg or if like something happened with their wing I was like and I was like six seven years old like in my backyard I was just like how are you built like that's so extraordinary I really Um, love that so yeah I didn't kill anything on purpose no 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 one is if something (laughs) I'm sure happened to to be dead you have to navigate the people who are like wait a minute you hurt animals you're a psycho (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but I was you know weird because most people just be like oh sad dead squirrel and I'd be like oh sad dead squirrel let's see what's inside like you know that's so (laughs) interesting what a great What a um, fascinating thing to learn about yourself so early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you're not the yeah. only one. But yeah, just was that something no. in your family where anybody was like, oh, mm-hmm, like nudge, nudge. Like, well, you no. know, dad was a <laughs> it was like, wow, Michaela's really interested in like physiology and the physiology. The men, a lot of the men are like civil engineers or they like were in the army or something. And like most of the the ladies were either just moms or teachers. Um uh, kind of that to that degree and so no nobody was really in medicine at all I had a couple of cousins who maybe like worked at the pharmacy or something but like you know or maybe they were nurses assistants or you know something something yeah. like that I'm saying the wrong names probably but um nothing like super actively doctor uh in my in my family so I don't know where that came from for a while I thought I wanted to be a vet because I was it was all like the animals sure but I was like yeah but that's not the, and that's not actually like what the end goal. I don't want to just like save your dog. That's great, but like I want to like save hmm. your mom. Uh, and my grandfather had like quadruple bypass surgery when I was like seven, and there was like a whole thing. And so it all kind of just like I don't know came together. And then my mom was big about the one, five, and ten year plans and writing it down. And then she would type it out and like print it out so I could see it. Okay. There were color codes about timelines, and so we just kind of plug that in because she said that's a great goal you can always change it right work towards that and so I almost went into autopilot mm. just being like that's the thing sure um because wh- I mean hey it got me obviously through some great milestones I was like a very good student in high school I wasn't the best student I wasn't the you know I didn't wasn't valedictorian or anything but I was very good um and I liked school and I enjoyed it and I got myself into my mom's dream was just for her kids to be accepted into an Ivy League she's like I don't want to force them to go but I just want them to have the opportunity mm. and she did it yeah that's great. um so it's just really cool because I got to make that happen for her and I am very grateful for Yale. I wish I'd have been a little bit more put together for it. But, you know, <laughs> hey, um, it is what it what is. is. I, I got some incredible things out of it. And, you know, I just had my five-year reunion last, what, two weekends ago. Um, nice. And just, it was cool to see everybody a bit older. And I just felt better as a human. And I was like, see, look, I'm not crazy, guys. I promise. <laughs> um, well, I mean, also, least- everybody <laughs> else is coming out of the pandemic. Like, that's an interesting time to have those yeah. years in the middle between. Because some yeah, for some people, weird. I remember my five years in some ways, I was like, oh, this is too soon. Like, I'm still in touch with a bunch of you. I kind of don't feel like enough time has passed. I don't know that I would feel that had there been the pandemic. Like, that put such a weird blip in everything. I might really crave and want. Yeah, Yeah, I might really want to take advantage of that. Exactly. So it was nice. I almost didn't go. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I have my friends and everybody still probably looks the same. Like, we're all still young. Like, what's changed? But I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going to be like, oh, I'm 
kind of wish I was there, so I should just go. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they did. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, a lot's a lot's happened. Oh, God. <laughs> no kidding. And when you when you w- kind of walked away from uh, working on stuff like after Avatar, was that like what was your sort of feeling about it? Was it like this is a lot of extra work? I'm not getting like I want to just go be a kid. I don't want to have this like sort of. Because I feel like when you work in the business young, you find out very quickly what that can mean for you or for people that you're around. You're like, oh, you you've missed, you know, 75 days of school or oh, you never get to go to school. (laughs) You just are in the the studio teacher. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have the chance and you do seem like a kid who kind of had a perspective and like knew what you liked and didn't like and you sort of knew yourself in a way that maybe some kids don't which is very special um so was that part of it I mean that am I assuming too much were you like "Mm, no 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 it's I I feel like it's funny because the self-awareness was present but only to a certain degree uh because I had like such a big you know the first five ten year plan was I'm gonna be an actress and get super famous and get my name on the walk of fame by the time I'm 14 like that was what I was was that on the plan yeah, that Amazing. was on the plan uh, of just like kind of driving me through this work. And then it was like, and then I'm stopping acting and I'm starting school. Mm. And that's kind of how it worked because I was homeschooled for three years um, so that I could just fully work and do a bunch of additional voice stuff. Um, and then I like tried to do a transition year of like sixth grade to like kind of be normal around people again. I think I took my my GED test. So I didn't have to do like onset schooling when I was like nine or something or 10. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, grateful for that because that obviously changed lots of things and made my life easier. Sure. Um, Also just like crazy that that side note, that is the test for like high school. I'm processing. I mean, I'm thinking it through as you're talking about it. I'm like, yeah, nine. Okay. (laughs) That's really young. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was, my mom is literally to thank for everything that I am because she just spent so much time making sure that I had the childhood that she kind of wanted herself in one sense, but also wanted her kids to have after everything she had just learned and heard about in life. And so she raised me smart, you know, like I was definitely not an easy kid in certain areas, but she took that as like a, okay, you're not being challenged enough or you're not in the right setting Mm. we need to put you in the right setting because clearly this one isn't working okay here we go this one's clicking a little better just so that I could feel smart be smart as soon as I was done with something I would then be given something else to keep learning and not just like cool now you wait for two months while everybody else catches up you know like it's just a big old game that she was willing to play um so I just I stopped acting because I was like that's what that's part of the plan Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. All all right it's time to I'm in like seventh grade. Okay, we're done. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was just kind of this, there was no reason to. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, looking back now, I've kind of come back to voice acting in the last like year and a half. I'm like, wow, if I would have kept acting (laughs) after Avatar. Yeah. You know, that might be kind of nice. But But who knows? So many other things happened. For sure. And like, Uh, again, there's just, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, a person who's striving to be content and content, not necessarily meaning like we just sit where we are. Obviously, we're still no, striving. Yeah. We're still growing. But if you're if you're not in a place right now where you're like, I these I've made all the mistakes in my life. I'm miserable. I've never been more unhappy. Like then right. there's a time to I guess you can like if you have nothing better to do, look regret. back. or Yeah, look back and regret. <laughs> but if yeah. you're not, then I mean, I really do. I really do kind of prescribe to and I've said this so many times but like had I come to LA you know I had friends who le- who did not go to college who immediately left um, high school and just came out to LA and mm-hmm. They've some of them have had wonderful lives, maybe not in the direction that they expected. You know, maybe they became an editor or maybe they, you know, became like founded a whatever. Um, Right. But I I don't know what would have happened to me like if you had gotten cast in something or on something that was like kind of a destructive force like not to say yeah. that your mom isn't fierce and amazing but you might have been put into positions that like would have drastically altered your experience as the person you are and like I don't know. it would it have been worth it doubt it you know yeah uh, yeah I also think that I'm just you know uh, we we may have talked about this on uh, on braving the elements a little bit, but um, I'm very stubborn. And as I've gotten older, the 
you know, concept of compromise and give and take of just like not being so stuck on exactly how something is supposed to go. Uh, you know, maybe that was the biggest lesson I was supposed to learn during my mess of bright college years, as Yale so wonderfully uh -huh. quotes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that kind of knocked me off my little pedestal a bit because I'm, you know, we were very, we're a little hippy dippy. We're very kind of postulative. That was not the full word, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I like that. Um, and uh, not that like, you know, manifesting everything works. We're not exactly that type of thing, but we're like, if you want something, articulate it, visualize it, write it down and actually put Do in the work. Uh, yeah. And then put in a, a step, you know, kind of step by step thing. And then you work towards it. And then once you hit this goal, then you move on to the next goal and you make it happen. And you keep that just in your mind of what you want to be at the end of it and keep going, keep going. And, you know, I just feel I always felt pretty powerful about like if I wanted to do something and I was very clear about it, it would happen. Mm. Now, maybe I wouldn't be the next Shirley Temple with my name on the Walk of Fame. Right. Right. But um, many would argue that from seven years old to 13, that's a pretty darn good growth spurt of some incredible work Absolutely. under my belt, um, as especially as a kid with no family in the industry. Right. So it's really just and then like my plan almost worked to kind of a T yeah. after that. So I know that I have <laughs> a very strong energy force that is probably immovable uh, whenever I get decided on something. Um, however, being open to it happening not the way you thought or being open to a shift in the in the end goal uh, needs to be in in there a little bit. So yeah. that's been a lot of my 20s yeah. um, of like, yeah, you can want this, but guess what? It's probably not going to look this way. Right. It's probably going to be something you don't know. So just have the end goal, but like let things come in and out, you know, yeah. like you just don't know what's going to happen next or who this person is or what's around the corner. Um, and it's probably not something that you can expect, yeah. but keep just going towards the end goal. I um, think that's great. You know, I think, yeah. I mean, having the sort of like presence of mind to be that young person and to understand and to have those tools so early mm -hmm. to then be in a place, it is kind of in a weird way, like improv is what it, um, it's yeah. making me think of, right? Which is this idea <laughs> yeah, of like, is. no, there's all of these rules and there's all this work you have to do to exercise those muscles or dance. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you sort of put in the time for that, but then... If you but but later on, there's this opportunity for everything to just loosen up and there can be something very terrifying about that. But it can also yes. be where the most exciting stuff happens because you have that foundation underneath you. And so many people yeah. find themselves in their 20s without any of those tools. And the 20s yeah. are where they find out what the tools are. So I yes. love that you had so much of that in place and could sort of go like, whoa, wait, hold on. Like. Things yeah. are opening up a little bit. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. This is really interesting, you know? And messy. And, and maybe a little depressing here and there. But like, you figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's all yeah. the stuff that, you know, continues to build your empathy and, mm -hmm. and you know, the stuff. I mean, there's... Which is also, yeah, that was a hard thing for me growing up. The empathy. I could mentally, but like emotionally, I'd have a hard time being like, wow, I really feel for you. I'm so pragmatic. Like we unfortunately had a few earlier deaths in high school hmm. um you know just like a kind of freak skateboarding accident somebody had cancer and i had a really hard time like people would be really upset and i'd be like it's over yeah like i i don't know how to help sit in your grief because the only thing to do is like make sure you wear a helmet uh right. and then try to check stuff at the doctor like i'm such like a I'll give you a solution right. not sit with you in your sadness right that's my go-to right. and so i had to learn how to do that because if I'm especially going to be a creative, we literally just talk about like the conditions of humanity and act in those worlds. Yeah. So how on earth am I supposed to do that if I can't sit with somebody in their sadness? And I could, I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. I just wouldn't be able to like actually connect with them mm. in it, uh, which is huge. And so I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's because I was just working so much. If I worked with primarily adults growing up, like I would mm. get along with adults better than my peers. Yeah. So there was kind of this disconnect of just emotional maturity. So I just tried to like be at their level mm. and kind of, you know, shut out stuff. I don't know. Because um, I was very sensitive too, though. Like if somebody ever yelled at me, puddle of tears yeah. instantaneously, like hiding under a chair, freaked out. Um what's that about? But I can't like empathize, you know, yeah. it was so, it, it, I don't know how I'm programmed. Uh, and we're getting, we're a lot better than we used to be, but there's still some question marks. So I'm like, why is that not 
as easily available um to me yeah empathy is a very interesting subject for well me. and and again <laughs> it's like the way we're wired is it just it is it's the, the nature and nurture thing you know working cooperatively yeah. mm-hmm. or antagonistically um is is endlessly fascinating to me i mean i don't think i could never have gone into medicine in a conventional visceral uh sense because i do yes. have issues like i definitely i want to kind of overcome I love the idea of being pragmatic the way that you experienced. I'm very envious of that. Um, But that's not something that would be something I have to work really, really hard at and might find out very quickly. Like, I don't even want to work at this. It's just not, you know, obviously I didn't pursue anything like that. Right. However, psychology. Now we're getting into some interesting stuff. (laughs) Like, I am fascinated. And I think it is like. There are different ways that we try to understand the world. There are different ways that we try to build our armor and figure out how we're going to be a part of the solution and all of that. And I think, you know, we need people who are who are like, I absolutely can stand the blood and guts. That is something that I'm very comfortable with. And maybe that does mean that like this other dial has to be turned down or happens to be turned down, whereas somebody else is, you know, just like dripping with empathy and that's great in some circumstances but like you know I'm terrified of of like I think I I mean I've done okay in emergency situations before but I I do not think fondly on like oh god if I were in this accident and like my my love or my my friends or my family if anybody was there that I and was critically injured like I'm scared that I wouldn't be able to push past like my horror and my grief, you know, like the instant like mm-hmm. panic and like, thank God yeah. not everyone is like that. And I hope <laughs> that I would, you know what I mean? I hope I'd rise the occasion, but I go way too fast into, you know, a person cries and my mirror right. neurons are like, oh, now I'm crying. Oh I don't gosh, even know why yeah. this person is crying. I have no but information. <laughs> they could be crying because they just murdered someone and they feel sorry for themselves that they're going to get caught. And I'm like, I just whatever oh, you're no. going through, I totally feel it. <laughs> So it's it's not always super useful, but the way yeah. that the the brain and the emotions like connect with each other and how, you know, they're so different yeah. from person to person is like endlessly fascinating to me. Well, and it's it's definitely a bit of the survival mode versus like relax mode because and, you know, I it's funny because I forget about this all the time. I'm like, I wonder why this, this and this. I'm like, you literally have said this hundreds of times in your life. It's this. Uh, my mom and I, we were it was us two, just us. She had to, she started working, you know, as soon as we got out here, but I was about five ish. So it maybe was like half a year, year before I was just at home alone while she was working. Mm. I was making myself some dinner, cleaning up the house, whatever, hanging out, yeah. which is why I wanted to act. Cause I was like, I'm bored. I want to do a thing. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I, we were very much in like, okay, that's four fifty, And this is three We're going to do the three fifty, And so it was very much you know, in this moment, okay, we have we have to do this or this. Which one is going to benefit us more? So I was raised in survival mm-hmm. mode, um, not in like thankfully. You know, we we there was always a roof. You know, we there was we always figured out food, right? We always made that happen, but it was very much so. Uh, okay, and now this is happening. We got to make sure we have this, this, and this. So it was just constant. For that was the first. You know, I mean, honestly, it's eighteen years basically until I went to Yale I didn't realize even though I was surrounded by incredibly wonderful friends um, but who were very well off in high school but it didn't hit me until I was then at Yale fully kind of autonomous and then I was like yeah and everything just kind of like hit after like for like so long Um, and so I think that is probably why the empathy thing because there's no room for that when you're in like we have to figure this out absolutely there's no room for feelings (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. A man goes to the doctor and says that he's depressed and that life seems cruel. The doctor says, ah, the treatment is simple. The great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him and you will surely feel better. The man bursts into tears and says, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. Ah, okay, says the doctor. In which case, try listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I love to play a mash game um, before Ooh. we sign off. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 Yeah. So <laughs> I am going to give you some categories and you can just give me your sort of feelings in the moment. Um, you know, I'm, okay. I'm, listen, I'm committing you in this alternate universe to some long term stuff. It, you may feel differently <laughs> tomorrow and wish that you'd said something different, but this is <laughs> ephemeral. It's where That's we fine. are right now with our feelings. Where we are right now. Yeah. And and yeah. so uh, I'm going to start with, um, well, let's do it. Let's do three kind of alternate universe careers that you can dabble in. Um, and, you know, if you decide that it's you just like this one piece of it and the rest of it can go the hell away, like, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the time to sort of like stretch, stretch that out and go, oh, OK, so I could just operate. Like I've this yeah. I, this is my I've have my musical hospital three things yeah. that you would like to potentially have as alternate careers in this mash universe we're creating for you. Okay, um, three alternate. Well, it's funny because I think we've we've talked about. Well, we'll see. Um, a ballet dancer, right. like, but in like a a French or like a Russian ballet, right. like not American. I would be international. Love it. Uh, and then I think a travel photographer. Love. And another one I would love to kind of have. That's something I don't really have. Like I, I want to have the skill. I have the idea, but not the the skill to actually get that like, wow, I wish I could be there feeling whenever you take a picture or like you film something. Yeah. Um, so that would just be a lot of fun. And I feel like my my character would go well with it if I had those skills. Um, goodness. And then I'm, I'm torn... I'll pick I'll pick the more fun one. Um I would be a a designer for like a uh, haute couture yeah. uh you know brand in in Paris at like at their headquarters. I'd be part of like creating their That's lines. Fun. Probably at, I mean I'm picking between Prada or Dior. Got it. But, yeah. Got it. <laughs> I just went to the Victoria and Albert um museum in London and was just like oh, could have yeah. wanted the whole fashion section yes. to just be because you know they have so much that they're rotating in and out. Oh, of their, and yeah. I was like, oh, I want to see all the stuff that you haven't, you don't have out right now. I could do this. All Show day. me, please. It's so amazing, yeah. and it's so it's to, tells you so much about the past, like just seeing. Oh how my gosh styles and what was going on it's great i love it um i love this i'm very excited i love all of those uh let's do (laughs) three let's do three movies that you can jump into whenever you want and you're not reliving the plot it's just putting you in that world uh for however long you feel like at any given time tangled great Uh, (laughs) um okay that was the first one and now i have to think about normal things um Oh, well, this kind of aligns, but Devil Wears Prada. Right? That is that is definitely a movie where, like, if it's on, I, mean, I will sort of sit down yeah. and perch on the sofa and be like, yeah. this is a fun part. And I'm then the rest, and then this, the credits. And, then, yeah. and you're like, oh, I <laughs> think I was supposed to be doing something hour. else. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. Those are two really fun worlds. Another fun world. Um, gosh, there's so many. Uh, maybe Inception. Sure. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Both of those movies are some of my favorite movies, but because of the worlds that they create, oh, yeah. I mean, just the fact that that's a possibility to rewire your subconscious, yes. you know, like that, that's, it's dangerous, but that would be fun to play in. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll keep you in a safety bubble. So you're going to be oh, just yay. Okay, fine. Great. <laughs> um, let's do three uh, foods that in this reality, maybe you you are sort of like, you know, we're, we work the way we work. So, so we have to maybe think about yeah. how we look, which whatever, but like also how you feel, allergies, things that affect the planet differently. In this universe, everything is on the same plane. It's all fine. How, whatever we've done to figure it out, it's fine. So three foods that you can have in perpetuity at the snap of your fingers, but in this reality, there's oh. zero ramifications. Okay. Um, soup dumplings oh. from Hong Kong. Oh, great. Um, salt and straw ice cream or any just like artisan yeah. ice cream. Uh, it doesn't have to be salt and straw, but I love salt and straw. And um, every different kind of flavor-infused honey. Oh, great. Ooh, I love that answer. No one's ever said that before. I love that. Okay. Like, if I could have lavender honey and get the same amount of, like, 
quality just nutrition as green beans. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Oh. Well, get ready because you might end up with that in this in this world. Um, okay, Mash always involves some romance. Three people that you would love to have some romance, long term or short term, sexy times doesn't matter to me. Uh, they could be characters from a thing, real people from oh. any era, any age. Oh. The sky's the limit. Okay. Three. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, okay. Wow, there's there's so many options. Um. Wow. Okay. Well, see, there's a lot of re- repeats in this in this little mash thing we have going here. Uh, Flynn Rider, um, Harry Styles, because I didn't realize I was obsessed with him until I saw him at Coachella a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, you're really freaking good at what you do. It, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Darn. Okay. And then, gosh, a third one? I don't know. Those two. Um, <laughs> no, I'll think of one. I'll think of one. Uh, young. Young Brad Pitt. Great. There you go. Very classic American. Or Britney Spears, actually. I mean, either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> they do kind of, they, 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 they sort of scratch the same itch in a weird way. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I put Brad first, so I guess he stays in there unless you yes, actively yes, want me to. Right. They're, both, they're both bees. They're both bees. They're both bees. Uh, next one, let's do, you know what, let's do like a musical or a show uh, that you get to be in and, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the right age or the right size or whatever, um, a show that would be really fun and we're going to give you like whatever level of skills you feel you want to have to do the show, uh, three. Okay. Oklahoma, Wicked, and then, I mean, I guess pick, pick your poison, but I guess we can just pick like Ka by Cirque du Soleil. Right. Uh, just oh, a Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Show. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. That one I need more skills for. We'll, we'll, we'll throw them at you. We'll heave all of those skills at you. Don't you even worry. Um, okay. Next one is maybe like an, if, if this appeals to you, maybe like an age or an era that you can go back and just sort of be in or see, witness or experience in some way, um, whether it's, you know, Paris in the 20s or like yeah. a specific Ooh, moment. Oh, like, wait, what oh, really did oh, happen okay. in this moment that people still are arguing about or whatever? Um, a way to see. And you'll be, again, in your same safety bubbles so nothing bad's going to happen to you so you can pretty much go wherever you want including dinosaurs i was about to say i was like okay wow that's just like a whole that little curveball i was mm-hmm. thinking ahead and then you said i'm a safety bubble so i, I forgot about uh-huh. my safety bubble um <laughs> i think that probably like the um late 1800s in new york mm-hmm. like when new york was just like developing as like a, a city endlessly fascinating um, yeah, you know, that's you had rich people there, but like they still didn't even know what it meant to be rich in America. So it was just like this strange social setting yeah. um, where it was all new uh, or probably probably Paris in like, you know, kind of the red light around Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. in like the 20s. Yeah, um, that would be fun. Um, so many options. Oh, or Sunset Boulevard in the 80s. Great. Great. <laughs> Oh, no so question. iconic. Great. No question. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Next one. Let's, we got to do something Avatar related for the peeps. Uh, oh, right. Yes. Let's do three, let's do three characters from the Avatar verse that you would love to get a chance to hang out with in some capacity. So Uncle Iroh, yeah. for sure. Ty Lee. Yes. And this is, this might be. This might ruffle some feathers, but Jet, I just want to hang out with Jet for like a week and just see how he rolls. Yeah. Just cool vibes. He's clearly the guy who's like, he'll get you into the club, uh, but then he might like abandon you, you know, but like, (laughs) yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, I love it. That's great. He's very skilled. I mean, whatever he's got going on, he's a kid who devoted a tremendous amount of time to becoming amazing at some pretty fantastic stuff. So um, I also I want to switch out Oklahoma with Rock of Ages because technically I was in Oklahoma in high school, but I want to be in it again. But I I haven't been in Rock of Ages. So I want to switch out. I love that. That also scratches that that, uh, 80s, 80s sunset. It does. I love it. That made me think of that. And I was like, yeah, technically I've already been in Oklahoma, so I should change. Great. Rock of Ages. Perfect. (laughs) Love it. Okay, and then final category. Let us do three places in the world that you would love to have uh, another home. And we're going to sort of assume that we can teleport you there. So you don't have to factor in travel when you think about getting there. Three. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Amsterdam. Great. New Zealand. Yes. Oh, I'm torn on this last one. 
probably Bali. Great. Uh, I mean, it's torn. There's so many different ones, but yeah, let's let's just say Bali. Okay. What was? Now I'm <laughs> so curious. Like, what you were torn between? I was torn between like Denmark mm. and like Singapore. Mm. And they're also different one from the other too. I yeah. I, it's a tough just choice. So That's a tough choice. Bali's yeah, a great choice though, and it's but not that's close a good by. like just retreat for just you know yeah. going back to your roots super super meditational yeah. but like in a you know i don't know different way than new zealand love it and agreed <laughs> uh okay give me a number between one and seven. Three. okay great all right i'm going to quickly do the very mystical math that uh will arrive us at the thing each category that you receive as we build out this perfect and beautiful mash future um this is an opportunity for you to tell people where they can find you on social media any projects you want to talk about anything that you just like saw and liked that you're not even a part of but that you're like listen i'll give a shout out to this and then, yes. but if there's also like you, you run out of stuff. I don't want you to feel like you have to vamp the whole time because we can always edit out any silences. Vamp, 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 vamp. Um, sure, I'll talk about myself. No, um, <laughs> I, I am, I'm uh, on on Instagram and TikTok. I attempted to be on Twitter and it doesn't quite work for me. But um, I, <laughs> I've tried. Uh, Instagram and TikTok are are the main ones. So yeah, on Instagram. I'm at Michaela Mostly. My birth name is Michaela Jill Murphy, not Jesse Flower, the stage name I gave myself, and that's in the credits for Avatar. Um, so Michael with an A on the end, that's how you spell Michaela, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A. And then Mostly, because it's mostly me on my page. Ha ha ha, so I am. <laughs> and then on TikTok, funny, it's yeah. just my full name. It's just Michaela Jill Murphy. Um, and yeah, it's, I, like, I like visual, I like visual aids. I think that's why Twitter and I didn't have the longest romance. I was like into it for like three days, yeah. and then I was like, "Gosh, there's just so many words." Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I like, think I there's some picture. there's more negative energy there. Oh, that just yeah. happens to be the place where I've spent the most time because it was first, and yeah. so now I just like my. It's just like I automatically go there first. Like it's just a habit. Yeah. But um, no, I I completely and totally respect that. Um, and furthermore, I have some results that I think you'd be very pleased by. I, I certainly really, am pleased by picked- them. I just picked three. Does that just mean I'm getting the last option of each? No, one? no, it doesn't work okay, that way. Good. It doesn't work I'm that so way. I'm so glad. It's a great as question, as I but that, I was like, Michaela. Like, yeah, no, because mash is four <laughs> is four letters, and that's where you start. So it throws off the entire oh, right. thing. Um, it's because good. so it isn't that. It isn't fantastic. That. Um, <laughs> that being said, actually, now that you say that, you did get a fair amount of these choices. Wait, it. It oh, well, it's changed okay. everything. Um. That's funny. Actually, yeah, that's actually really funny. I, I'm like, no, that's not what happened. And then I looked down. I was like, well, <laughs> there are a lot of last <laughs> ones on here. Um, but I don't see I'm to me. This doesn't these don't seem like your last choice. I mean, some of them are like, oh, OK, that that being said, yeah. it's it's really working for me. Um, All right. What's well, for result? example, for example, you know, is it the worst thing in the world that you're not going to be in Rock of Ages because you can go to Sunset Boulevard of the 80s and be yeah. part of the real thing and instead yeah, no, be also have the skills of uh, the, a Cirque du Soleil performer and yeah, being no, in car? Like, those are the two I would want for Like, I would pick those yeah. two for you. Do you know what I mean? And those and then you did get those. Oh, yeah. um, okay, good. I also am like real into this flavor infused and regular and just tasting the different ways that bees make honey taste, yes. <laughs> which you also did end up with. So I completely like, so here's the thing. So you did get a lot of the final ones. That being said, <laughs> you do have a beautiful house in Bali. Okay. Uh, amazing. <laughs> you certainly uh, have had this amazing career, but somehow your feet and entire body is still totally beautifully preserved and you don't have uh, any issues later in life um, in uh, either a French or a Russian ballet. So oh, amazing. That's kind of <laughs> fabulous. And it was also like... It lines up with the Cirque du Soleil. It lines up with the Cirque du Soleil. Um, <laughs> I personally, while I love Tangled and Devil Wars Prada, I think the most interesting choice is Inception and you did get Probably. it. There you go. Um, I feel like uh, the fact that you are with uh, a very uh, young and handsome and uh, intelligent Brad Pitt is not the worst thing in the world. (laughs) I also feel like he's going to make sure Jet stays in line. He's going to make sure Jet 
It's a fun time, and not that you need a man to control another man, but I'm just saying as long as you have, like, I know. you got somebody in I, your I'll corner who's like, yeah, it. we had some fun swinging through treetops, but, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. she's got to go be in the circus. So yeah. uh, <laughs> so that is what you ended up with. Um, oh gosh, I kind of came about all those answers in a, in a funny way, but um, I, I think it's a great, I think it's it. a great outcome. Um, I'm like a, I'm Jennifer Aniston if she were a ballet dancer and then after she you know got a divorce she just moved to Bali that's right that's right that's uh, she, that's who I am in my alternate life there might be a mo- there might be moments when she wishes that's what happened I don't know Listen, you know, I don't know you know she's it doing could, fine it could be she's doing she, fine yeah, she, I think she's okay <laughs> she's probably okay uh, Michaela this has been so wonderful I'm so glad we got a chance to hang a little bit more yeah. and I guess Thank I'll be seeing you, you in person um, in not too long since you and I are going to be doing yes. this thing together that's going to be really fun yeah in a few in a few weeks we'll be We'll be together. We'll be you'll be there. It. I'm very glad Core you'll be there. Yeah, We're here. it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Uh, all right, everybody. I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Thanks again, Michaela. You're welcome. Bye. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is "Back Before We Were Brittle" by the amazing Say Hi. Number one, we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should move someplace new and build time machines to go and get us. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported